When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. This episode is brought to you by you. That's right, because TSS is listener supported. Find out more at patreon.com slash that story show. In this corner, we have the not so lean, but still very mean, James Kennison. In this corner, from deep within Canada's pants, it's John Stein Clubber. <laughs> Hey! This is that story show, people. Hey, who's cooking pizza? I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. I left her some guano. Hey, podcast people, this is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 293, on our way to 300. I'm James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Hey, I'm John, and I was born a baby. Awesome. Yeah. I, I started off just I, like that. That's pretty young. I was, you know, I thought about being born a teenager, but my mom disagreed. My my son said I was never a baby. He's get, he, What? He... he always calls me an old man and and i said i was 11 just the other day and he goes you were never a child you were born you were born old you were a a baby a wrinkled baby and he's never heard of benjamin button so he didn't he didn't make he as far as he knows he's made up the idea of being born old and uh so does he think you're getting younger or what I, no, he he says I'm just old and I've always been old. He's he's like his dad. Okay, he's learned yep. how to to joke in a mean way, in a playful mean way, but he hasn't learned to control it yet. So he he steps over the line occasionally, and I have to be like, dude, you're talking to your mom. I'm about to smack yeah. you across the room, you know. <laughs> So, uh, he's got a new superpower and he's, he's learning how to use it, but, uh, the power of snark, the power of snark. Uh, we always start with a story and that's uh, what we're going to do now. This one's called paper vapor and it comes to us from Steve Atronis 37. Hey, James and John, Steve, server 37 from the discord server here. I just thought I'd share a little story that happened over the weekend, which I thought you guys, especially John would enjoy. So my wife and I, oh yeah, my wife and I were in our room. I just read through some junk mail and tossed it on the bed. I laid on the bed and was talking to my wife. And then I had to, how do you say, let one fly. So you just say fart. That's works for me. (laughs) I figured I could let it out quietly without letting my wife know. So I let it out and my wife looks at me in mild disgust I figured I got caught, which is weird because no noise was made. And I asked her, how did she know? And she told me, (laughs) she says, 
I saw the papers move on the bed. <laughs> Apparently, when I let it go, there was a piece of paper from the junk mail near my jumble guns, and the force of the broken wind moved it enough for my wife to visually see a fart in action. We wow. Had a, we had a good laugh about it for a while. Well, that's my story. See you in divorce court. Hope you guys have a great show. <laughs> Steve Tronis. I, I added that part. He's not. She's not. She's not going to leave him over that. I'm sure he's got other reasons, or she has other reasons. <laughs> I just, I, that's pretty powerful. That the is. The force that had to escape from that man's body. I can't say that I've ever him. moved anything before. I moved a lot of people out of a room Yeah, once. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking to my brother, David, who's been on the show. Um, he, yeah, I know that guy. He had a colonoscopy this week oh yeah man. and um he was telling me that his bowels <laughs> were full of air as a result of all of this probing and such yeah and how he was just letting out these uh <laughs> horrible sounding f- farts but there was no smell at all it's just it's just sterile air yeah or <laughs> in theory sterile uh and uh oh, and he said it's it's bad because he said me and my wife had an informal silent vow that we would never fart in front of each other <laughs> informal silent vow yeah and he says he says dude i'm i'm busting my butt over here <laughs> and uh and i because i kept hearing he's talking to me normal like yeah this this and uh, and it wasn't that bad and i woke up and and then you'll just hear her go david <laughs> <laughs> he's like sorry he c- apparently couldn't control it either which is even better no they they have to inflate your your bowels with with air so they can see around in that's your colon that's so. that's crazy it just what goes in must come out absolutely well he was like getting, a balloon <laughs> he was hopefully he got a get out of jail free pass from his wife on that one so i don't know yeah my wife would wow. just push me out of the car at a fast rate of speed and that would be the end of me. Um, Hey, let's uh, you hover. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if David could move some papers. That's I'm sure he could. He could probably, <laughs> he could probably finish a Harry Potter book with some of his farts. Just, <laughs> just from front to back, flipping every page along the way. Anyway, that should be a Guinness World Book of Records. See how many pages uh, you can flip on a, on yeah. a fart. Yeah. So far, Steve's got it with some junk mail. So he's got the record. So Steve Atronis is the world record holder in uh, uh, in paper vapor. So paper vapor. Uh, paper vapor. I was proud of that. <laughs> That title. That's a good title. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going to happen there, but uh, nice, nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. I work hard for the show, you know. Anyway, let's rewind the week. All right. Um, I shall begin. Uh, I, I went and saw Shazam with my son last week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, been thinking about seeing that myself. Should I? You should take the boys. It's a little sweary for uh, whatever it's rated. I, I assumed it would be PG. I didn't even look to be honest, and I should have. Mm. Um, but but it was very good, uh, very family uh, or a strong family message, and and just a good, funny, hilarious, 
funny, hilarious show. It was good. It was a good thing. Okay. And, and I loved his uniform and glow in the dark and everything is just cool. So we had a good time. And after it was over, um, you know, you, you go by the bathroom. Well, I open the bathroom door and immediately I see, of course, the urinals to the right and the sinks to the left and then the stalls. I see a man holding the door to the stall that he was apparently just in at a 45 degree angle. One, one corner, like the top bracket is still attached, but the bottom one has broken loose and he's holding it. And immediately, immediately I'm like, dang it. I am two seconds too late for my weekly update. (laughs) I just missed it by two seconds. If I'd have been in here, I would have seen him coming out and I would have seen him open the door and the whole thing flop over and him go and and grab it. (laughs) And, but I did get to at least see him holding it. And like, he was still in the phase, like, what do I do? Do I fix it? Or is it my responsibility? What's going Hmm. on? So he's, He's trying to pivot it back over, and eventually he realizes, you know, I, I can't, I can't stay here forever. What if somebody needs this? I can't, I can't hold the door for them, you know. So I, I, I guess I just leave it. And he, and he did. He left it hanging there by one hinge, and uh, <laughs> so I don't know what he was doing in there. But uh, Steve Atronis, he, he might have moved some uh, mail around, but this guy, he blew the door off his stall. Blew so. the door off the hinges. And I missed it by two seconds. And so. <laughs> you missed it. So I don't have oh, a weekly man. update this week because of that. So oh, Thanks, dude in the bathroom who couldn't wait a couple more seconds till James got in there. Bad gummit. Punk. All right. I, I, uh, I have a little bit of a rant and a, a question Ooh, maybe. Okay. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm, here's the deal. Okay. You know, we, we live in a, in a world where we've got to have internet almost pretty much, right? yeah. or at least a country. Right. I mean, to be able to watch TV, be able to communicate, even to do your work, you got to have internet. Well, you pay a good service for this, right? Right. Especially in the U S where everything is regulated and monopolized and all that fun stuff. Well, my neighbor's got internet the other day and or they got cable installed in the house or something but you know how they have to come through and bury the cable and all that fun stuff okay well they they had to cut through my yard to do it which is not a problem i don't care but what they did when they cut through my yard is they cut my cable oh they cut everything i'm like so i had seen the, the utility people out there marking where all the the lines are and stuff but they didn't ever come in my yard and mark the fact that oh hey here's this man's internet cable going through his yard let's make sure not to cut that wow no they, they so they come through and they cut it and i'm i come home yesterday and johnny's like ah he wants to play Fortnite, and i'm like well i don't know so i'm looking i'm having withdrawals dad come on yeah he doesn't get to play but like a couple times a week and oh, okay. you know <laughs> wednesdays is one of those days ah and so he's like, I've re- reset the router like five times. I can't do it. Nothing's happening. So I, I call up the cable company and I'm talking to him. And then I, I just happened to walk outside and I noticed that they had cut through my yard. And I'm like, um, I know what the problem is. Yeah. And so I tell them and they're like, oh, let me put you on hold for a second. So they put me on hold and they try and ping my router and <laughs> make sure everything. They're pinging a, an earthworm. Yeah. Like it's not going to work. I can. I can tell that it's been cut because it's going right through. And then they're like, oh, well, okay. You now have been upgraded to the wireless service, sir. Mm, Right. 
wireless. Give them a wire. They 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 say, well, uh, we're sorry about that. We'll we'll have a tech come out, you know, Friday oh. to fix it. Oh. Like, I want to be angry with this customer service person and and say mean things and stuff, but fix I I think now. it's not their fault. You know, I yeah. mean their fault that they cut it because they weren't paying attention to what they were doing, but she wasn't there whenever they cut it. So I'm like, Oh, thank you. And she's like, we'll, we'll refund the two days of non-service that you have. I'm like, Oh, thank you for that. Grand total of $4 and 58 cents. Probably. So that's my, yeah, that's frustrating, man. I don't know. I just want to be frustrated. Yeah, but. you sound angry. I, I would love to see you angry at a customer <laughs> service person. Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this, you know what? How's your day? <laughs> How are you doing? You know, I'm I sorry. hope that I would be that nice, but I know that I've got a I cannot be sometimes, but yeah, right. You're like Mr. Rogers. I can't imagine Mr. Rogers or Bob Ross having an argument, you know, (laughs) that's you. That's you. Uh, I'm not good at arguing. That's why I don't do it. But so that's, that's that. Well, good. Good. Hey, so I got this question though, and it just came to me and that's actually what I wrote down for my weekly rewind. So tomorrow's good Friday. Okay. And, um, I was finishing up an email to somebody and I'm like, wanted to wish them kind of a happy weekend kind of thing. And I, I don't like to say happy Easter because Easter it's, you know, it's got these pagan roots and all that stuff. And so for me, you know, internally I struggle with using that pagan goddess's name for our savior's resurrection. But regardless of that, I was going to like say happy good Friday. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that would be really a good thing to say or not. So, Cause isn't that the day Christ died? That's what the, we, yeah. Remember yeah. on good Friday is the fact that Christ was crucified and died. So I don't, I don't think that saying yeah. happy good Friday happy is probably good a Friday. good thing. Yeah. Why don't you call some old ladies that have lost their husbands on their anniversary of their husband's death and just say, Hey, happy death day. Ladies. Yeah, I just yeah. so I, I'm guessing that you're in agreement with me. I I don't need to be saying no, happy Good Friday. No, I don't think you maybe s- I should say lamentful Good Friday. Just just say have a nice day. Yeah, have, have a, a nice day. nice Good Friday. How about that? That that separates yeah, it out. It's like we're all experiencing this, and I hope it's a nice one for you. I hope you have a nice yeah, day. I, um, I think that's so. Good. Tell okay. me more about this pagan stuff, because personally, I'm gonna just be honest. I love me some pagans because they have oh. cre- created some of the best um, holidays. holidays and the way we yeah. celebrate. I love, I love dragging a tree in and decorating it as a pagan ritual, you know? Yep. Um, Saturnalia. Yeah. We get it from that. I like jelly beans and, and, and candy baskets. And, and I didn't know the name Easter was bad. So tell me about that. <laughs> so, in in this in and I listen. If you're a pagan listening right now, that's okay. Your holidays truly are great. And back in the early days of Christianity, when when the the church was trying to convert the pagans in the area, they they adopted your holidays and they 
turn them into reasons for for good worship. And and I think that's great too. So good high five handshake. There, well, but. yeah, I, a lot of hymns used to be bar songs too, and they right, did, they right. did the same thing. They took the music and changed the words. So I mean, Martin Luther did that, right? Uh, is, I, I think, I think so. A mighty fortress is our God was a typical. That, that would, tune that, that they sang that wouldn't thing. doubt it because that that thing sounds like a German woman sings it. <laughs> yeah. A big stereotypical German woman sings that song. Almighty fortress is our God. Anyway. Yeah. Um but so Easter, which is celebrated at a different time of year every year because it's based on a lunar calendar and right. not actually a, uh, an event. Um, it, it was, it was, it was the, re- the birth of spring, you know, the, the changing of things and stuff. So, so there was a, a, a pagan goddess, I think it was called E-O-S-T-E-R, Aster mm-hmm. or A-O-S-T-E-R, Aster or something like that. So that's where we get the word Easter from, is uh. from that, from that thing. So, you know, Easter really has, nothing to do with christ or the church even it has to do with that so that's you know at least in all the other uh, but if holidays you're clueless like, and you don't know and you think easter is resurrect i've always thought of easter as, as resurrection day that's what it means to me well it is yeah yeah that's okay. what it means to me too so i just for some reason i i have this inner conflict whenever uh, i say the word so I say it. I say it, obviously, and I say I don't, happy Easter I'll be on honest. Sunday, this is probably a GOK topic, but I don't get tripped up on this kind of stuff. And, and I'll tell you why. It's because um, they're made up. They're made up holidays. The only thing that, that we are told to do is, is preach the gospel to every creature or, or nation and then um, to... To, to take communion and do this in remembrance of me, you know, and be baptized yeah. and, and be saved. And, and, uh, people who defend Christmas and you're taking the cross out of Christmas and, yeah, and, right. You know, yeah. Halloween's of the devil. I don't trip on any of that because none of it is God stuff. It's our stuff that mm-hmm. we've created. Whoever created it first and whoever changed it and all that kind of stuff, whatever. I don't really care because we made it up. Jesus is not upset if you don't celebrate Christmas. He never told you to celebrate his birth. <laughs> right. You know? And uh, so. I don't even think he told us to celebrate his resurrection. Exactly. He didn't. Well, we do it because we're so excited about we, it, right? We just, we're just happy to do it. So he definitely probably doesn't want us celebrating Good Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the one day I'd like to forget. Yeah, he's like, guys, I'm going to be honest. That was pretty rough. You know, I was pretty depressed that day. So, um I'd rather you guys just ignore that day. Go go eat some fish and shut up. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> I, I just I, I just like I like to talk to people who get really up in arms about all this because I just wanted to take a step back and say, what do you think God thinks about Christmas? <laughs> he doesn't. Right. He doesn't think about Christmas at all. He he didn't. It's they they defend it like it's part of their faith. And it's not. Yeah. It's not. But anyway. Uh, and I'm not the kind of guy that is like, oh, well, how dare you, you know, celebrate any of these. I, I just, for me personally, it's, it's you know. If now it, that you, you know. Do what you do. It, it's hard for you to, to enjoy Easter. I understand. 
That's all right. <laughs> and do I do the thing? Should I mansplain to everybody in the world that has ears? To, I don't think I need to do that. I don't need to push I, my personal convictions on other people like that's that. That's right. Just, that's right. Yeah. Wait, wait for them to catch up. But for me, Easter means Jesus is alive. And uh, so I redefined it for me. So yes, and amen. And and if 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 some foreign deity tries to step in, I'm gonna Good Friday that girl. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so we'll see see how that works out. All right, it's time for a feature story. Let me tell y'all a story. Let me tell y'all a story. All right, I like to call this story. Um, I like, I'm going to title it. There's a freaking roach up my pants. <laughs> okay. So okay. it's also the plot. It's also the theme. You, you've already heard the midpoint, you know, the protagonist, you know, the antagonist. I pretty much, villain. I told the story in just the title, but here, uh, this, <laughs> this was from Florida. We were in Florida. And, you know, Florida is great, and, and it has a good reputation, and I don't know why, because Florida hates the people that live in Florida, because yeah. Florida is hot and humid, it has terrible weather and storms, it rains all summer, I don't know how it has the Sunshine State designation, because there's hardly <laughs> any sun in the summer, it's thunderstorms constantly, the the wildlife roams free. There are things that are wandering around that are behind bars at your local zoo right now, and they're just walking around free. It's there's even a, a thing on the website. If you have an alligator in your pool, you cannot call the city. The city will not come and get it. You have to pay somebody to come and get the alligator hmm. out of your pool. Um that's interesting. Yeah, we had to look it up because there was an alligator that was in the park and um, and we didn't know what to do about it. They took care of that. But the, if it's in your pool, it's private property. They're not, you know, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. There you are, can't th- call animal control to yeah. control the animals. There are birds the that can kill you, like tall, skinny birds. Um, what? There was a man that was killed last week. Uh, he raised these emu emu kind of birds, uh, and and they he fell and they just lit into him and Ooh. and killed him. So that's in Florida. It's Florida. Heck, um. All right. Um, Florida has also a lot of bugs and lizards and stuff and yeah. snakes because there's never really a winter there, and so they just continue. I don't, I'm, I'm not a person that believes in evolution as in monkeys to people, but I, I believe in evolution as in like that a species can evolve within the species, you know, like you could gain some extra adaptation, yeah, adaptation yeah. and stuff. And, and if that's really going on, it's, it's really going on in Florida because the, the bugs there are bigger. Um, they don't have a season off. So they have more time to practice being creepy and gross. <laughs> and the the lizards, I kid you not, you, you can walk from your car to the front door and see 14 lizards scurrying away. It's That's true. It's very true. 
And it should be tiny baby dinosaurs. It it becomes something that you just deal with. But the truth is Florida doesn't want you. And um, trying to keep your house free of pests is very, very, very much a futile exercise. You can spray, Mm -hmm. you can put a barrier of spray around your house and there's always going to be a giant cockroach that comes in through, through the battlements and makes yeah. its way into your house. Now, I've talked about these guys before. Some call them palmetto bugs. Um, some call them uh, water bugs. Uh, I just call them cockroaches, just giant roaches. Yeah. They're, they're not roaches. Yes, they are. They, if you hold up a little roach and that thing, they are related. Okay? They the are the punks is what they are. They're just big, giant, dumb versions. Now, the little ones are there for food. They want to get into your bread and eat through the plastic and poop all over your shelves and stuff. Those are gross roaches. These just are stupid, and they wander in. They're like walking tanks, and some of them are so <laughs> ancient and old, they have decorations on their bodies, like, like <laughs> tribal war paint uh, that they develop over time. Um so I tell you all that to also tell you another thing that that these jokers can be as big as your thumb. And and I'm not oh, talking, yeah. you know, look at your thumb right now. Some of you ladies might need to imagine a, a, a wider thumb, um, a, a, a large man's thumb. They, they can get really, really big. And these jokers can also wait for it. They can fly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a and lot of people. A freaky sound when they fly too, dude, right? They, they make a lot of noise. It's not. It's not quite like a hummingbird experience. It's quite different. Yeah, it's like a little helicopter freaking out, like a drone that that's gotten drunk and mm. and and forgot how to how to fly properly. Um, they only do it in emergencies. It's not like they you just see them flying around. Gosh, that would be scary. I never even thought of that. If they just flew around to get from place to place, they do crawl. But in in a in a fearful situation, a fight or flight type of situation, they will take flight. And their nastiness is un. I mean, you just don't even know how gross they are when they're all unfolded. You know, when oh, yeah, the, I I call it bumblebee. You know, like bumblebee when when he changes from a car into a robot right there in the middle somewhere he's just this horrible if you froze the picture <laughs> he would be this horrible mutation of robot and and car and you wouldn't know where was what and were you looking at his crotch or you looking at his shoulder blade you don't know that's what they turn into they just kind of unfold and they've got all these wings and dust and and they're grosser than gross mm. so i titled this story uh a freaking roach up my pants and that's because there was a roach on my ceiling, a big one, and my wife wanted me to get rid of it. And so she doesn't like them, does she? No, no, she she is scared to death of them, and we don't get them here, thankfully. Uh, but but in Florida, they were a constant thing. She did build up a resistance to her credit, and she did learn how to take care of them. Um, but you don't want to really squish them because, first of all, they're hard to squish, and second, they have a lot of juice in them. They're they're yeah, I mean, they're juicy yeah. little critters. And, and they're um, crunchy too. They yeah, make that crunching sound when you very step crunchy on them. and oh, stick to your gross. shoe, kind of gross. And so anyway, uh, it's on the ceiling, so I get something to uh, sweep it down with. Usually, 
usually you hit them, they fall straight down. You uh, hit them with a towel or a book or shoot them with a gun um, and they die. And then you t- yeah, take a flush them down the toilet or something. Yeah, fire's good. Uh, a, a, a steak, <laughs> a steak through the heart works. Uh, garlic, things like holy water sometimes. Silver bullet usually yes. is what it takes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, this Joker didn't fall. He took flight. Oh. And he flew straight down to my legs, which made me jump. And it also Ooh. apparently made him feel like he needed to fly some more, like he had not landed in a safe area. <laughs> I had on a pair of shorts, very loose fitting, you know, pajama type shorts that you would wear maybe to work out in, uh, maybe to lounge around the house in, maybe to go hunting for large freaking brooches in. <laughs> and that Joker reversed and did a 180 and he flew upwards and he went right oh. up the the left leg of my shorts <laughs> and then the the noise stopped he was in there and oh. i immediately began to disrobe i was i was dancing and stomping <laughs> all right you know that scene in in all the single ladies all the single ladies and they're punched they're kind of leaned over punching the ground and their legs are kind of squeaking switching back and forth and no. Beyonce, you don't know. So maybe our listeners will. I'm doing like a really fast version of that, like running in place. And um, the door's <laughs> wide open, but I don't care. There's a flipping giant nasty roach up my pant leg. And mm. my wife is right there. I just start disrobing. And I, I didn't have to take off my undies, thankfully. <laughs> they were form-fitting enough to where I knew they weren't there. But that roach was straight up in my pants. And um, that uh, <laughs> there's a roach in, in my, my pants. pants. It's gonna make me do the roach dance. But um, I I, uh, I I I didn't. Luckily, no one saw me in my my transformative state without <laughs> you know halfway off. But my wife still laughs. Uh, oh man, to tears when when she talks about the day the roach <laughs> flew up my shorts. <laughs> And because uh, she's like, you didn't even look. You just started taking off your pants. There could have been yeah, anybody man. around. I was like, dude, I don't care. I, even if I was out in the yard, a roach goes up my pants. The pants coming off, dude. Oh, boy. There's no way. Uh-uh. I can't handle that crap. And he was in there, too. And I I, I think I, like, shook him out and got, got him out of there. But um, that's why I still I still freak out in a special way whenever something in a movie, like, crawls up somebody's leg oh. you know like indiana jones or something there'll be yeah. a, a snake that goes up their pant leg and and they have to pull it out later and i'm just freaking out because i know what that's like because those bugs are crispy and crunchy and they have they have freaking batman arms mm. you know the yeah they do his legs are spiky their and- legs yeah yeah i don't know what you call those on the on his gauntlets but um spikes the, the spikes yeah I'm sure there's a name, but um, yeah, that stuff was touching me, and um, I had. I don't to get, like that stuff. It was it was mm-hmm. it was a place of uh, a place is very special to me, 
and I did not want it tainted <laughs> with the bugs. What do you mean? <laughs> it's I, oh. I, all I know is I take extra care of everything that's in that area. I have to clean it yep. extra. Um, I have to keep it from getting hurt <laughs> extra, and I have to keep it pest free. Okay. Pest free. Yes. yes. That is number one Absolutely. on the list. There's no pests allowed in, in James's, uh, game room, so to speak. So <laughs> pants. <laughs> I just said game room. <laughs> I said that. Let me play. I don't understand. Let me play this. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Uh, all right. Just making sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, no. It's a it's a special area and it's reserved for only certain people, one person. So two people at most. All right. Anyway, um it's time for some listener stories finally. That's right, John. Just stay out of my ah. stay out of my game room, dude. Okay. No problem with that. Hey, we're going to start with an interesting fact today. Um, Yeah. The first, uh, this was sent to us by Samantha in Louisiana. She said, it's interesting. The first execution of a prisoner by electric chair in the U.S. was done with a Westinghouse generator. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. All right. Well, here's the truth to that story. They told him what they were hooking him up to, and he actually died of laughter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're going to dent me with what? <laughs> it's not going to work. Well, the, the scary thing is that they flipped the switch. They shocked him for 17 seconds. They turned it off. They declared the guy dead, and then he started breathing. Oh. And they're like, flip the switch again. And so they shocked him at 200 volts. Or whatever, and and or two thousand rather, and uh, for a few more seconds, and it kind of cooked him, and uh, oh. it stink, it was stinky, and the reason why Westinghouse got to to use his technology was because um, Edison uh, was asked what would be the the most humane and and or whatever way to kill a man with electricity. And he wanted that associated with Westinghouse's AC current. <laughs> so he told them to go to Westinghouse to get their technology. Wow. So, so they can end a life yeah. by that way, but they can't make a TV. Yeah. That works longer than a well, year. Well, they can't even get killing a guy right. So, you know. Mm. Yeah, I'm about that way with Vizio right now because I have a, a Vizio TV that oh, I bought. No. I spent a good bit on it. Not not Don't as jinx my Vizios, man. Oh, and uh, it I hung it up on the wall in the living room. I moved it from downstairs. It was my television for my office, and I moved it upstairs to share it with the family. And within a week, it just it no it the button turns on, but uh, oh. black screen. So Vizio and Westinghouse, man. Uh, mm. if, if you guys want to sponsor us, you, you better, better perk up, better, get better some- change our minds quick. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, John. Um, I, I kind of skipped ahead there. Why don't you oh, bless no us problem. with a story? I got a story. It comes to us from Josh. 
The made up story is the title. Yeah, it is made up. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is fake. You think so? Yes. I have. I did pre-read this. I think I have uh, in the past. I have. I have shared things on the show from middle schoolers. And by the way, this is middle school drama. Um, uh, um, Dang it! uh, Move out of the way, stupid. I have shared things on the show that have been later. uh, They've told me years later. That they made it up just so they could have a story to go on the show, because our middle schoolers are all grown now. You know, it's been ten, it's been over ten years. Yeah, some yeah. of them have kids, and this one is more recent, but it smacks big time of being a completely fake story. And the other day, we kind of I'm just going to give you this disclaimer: um, you're going to notice a lot of middle school drama stories because if if uh, if the message from a few weeks ago uh, was me flushing the toilet on all our poop, puke, vomit, and pee <laughs> stories uh, and booger stories, then this one is me flushing the toilet on a bunch of middle school drama. So this is us letting the middle schoolers out of class. Yeah, yes. we, we got to get this out of my inbox so I can get some good stuff. So this um, is a promotion service, right? Yes, yeah, we're, we're this is so just enjoy it for, as much as you possibly can. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, this one's apparently made up. At least we'll find out it's in a, a few years. It's a made-up story. Josh says, I listen to your show every day now, and then on my way to school, that's what he does. Yeah. My story involves something that happened to me when I was in seventh grade. Uh, by the way, he's a sophomore in high school now, he says. So, Uh-oh. yeah. Well, maybe he won't. Maybe he didn't make this up. Maybe he's truthful. Who knows? We'll see. No. I was in my school. I guess I don't have to use it. I was in my school gym locker with my friends as we were being assigned lockers. You know, I read that sentence like four times. It doesn't make sense. I was in my school gym locker with my friends as we were being assigned (laughs) lockers. (laughs) He was apparently standing in a locker with his friends. That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing this big locker and they're all crammed in there because the the jocks they, pushed them in there. They haven't been that, assigned their own individual lockers to be pushed in yet, so they crammed them all into that one. Into one. That that was their assignment. So yeah. they're all in there. And midway into our assignments, our PA system told the student body, we are under lockdown, which I thought was a drill. Lulz. No, that, I just said. <laughs> and I just, grabbed my phone. Just in case you don't know what lockdown is, it's new. It's they didn't do this when we were kids, but because of the school shootings and things like that, oh, right. they have lockdown drills now. And yeah. uh, and and it, it's a way, you know, for kids to protect themselves and teachers to protect the kids and on and on and on. Um it's it's just as serious as what we used to do, which was the uh we would have bomb drills. Bomb threats, yeah, yeah and everybody would go out to the bleachers. Yeah. So anyway, that's what that is. Lockdown, yeah, for, for all you old fogies who don't know. Uh, so he thought it was a drill. I grabbed my phone, my backpack, and my off-the-shelf internet tablet. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an iPad. It was an off-the-shelf internet an tablet, off the just shelf so you know. internet tablet. Wow, he had to stick that in there. That's, <laughs> that's the logic of middle schoolers for you. He's, 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 his life may be in danger, but he wants to make sure you know his parents only – uh, you know, gave enough money for the freaking minimum internet tablet possible. Yeah. Just get his dig in Off there the somewhere. Shelf. What a butt. Thanks, mom and dad. 
<laughs> Couldn't even get me a Chromebook. My <laughs> life's in danger and just off the shelf internet tablet. It's well, so- he grabbed all that stuff and he ran away with all the guys. And since we were supposed to be quiet, our only way of communicating with our parents was through email or texting. So my phone was dead. So I started emailing my parents saying everything was okay. Minutes later, our school's resource officer came in through the door with a 12-gauge shotgun in his hand and walked out. He just walked in and walked out <laughs> with a shotgun. Nobody <laughs> nobody said a word. Nobody you boys be, be still right there. I'll be right back. Uh, and shortly after, we learned that a mental patient had managed to escape and was on the loose. Long story short, the mental patient was locked up and the rest of us were fine. Like I said, this might have come a bit late, but I couldn't resist the chance to share this with you, Josh. Okay, now, Josh, I'm sorry, man, but there was not one funny thing in that entire story. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, being crammed in the locker with all of his guy friends, that was kind of funny to me. But that's not intentionally funny. (laughs) It's got lots of humor in it. It's just not intentional, and, and and it's totally made up. There's no, I mean, it's probably based in some truth that they had a lockdown, but a guy walking through the school with a 12-gauge shotgun, I don't think so. And how, mm-hmm. and how many gauges does a shotgun have? 12, apparently. Did you ask? 20. Yeah. I mean, did you ask specifically, sir, you know, Mr. Resource Officer? Yeah. Yeah. What gauge is your shotgun? It I'm basing my level of security based on the gauge of your shotgun. Yeah, I'm calculating your odds of survival on my off-the-shelf tablet and uh, <laughs> internet s- tablet, uh, mind yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, who talks like that? Who says off-the-shelf internet tablet? Josh does. All Josh right. does. So now that's done. Like, that story is out of my hair. Thank you, folks, for listening to it. I appreciate it. Yes. All right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go and tell another one, John, because I was supposed to do the interesting fact right then. So okay. Well, just pretend that James has did his interesting fact, and now I get to read. Oh, story I'll make up me. one. Hold on. You know, an interesting fact is that it looks like Thomas Edison was a greedy butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so oh you know what you're worried about easter i can't even say thomas edison without feeling guilty now so oh you know what he thought ahead and you know how everybody when you get a bright idea a light bulb appears over your head or whatnot yeah he didn't want the light bulb to be appearing over electrocuted people's heads yeah that's what it was that that was it thomas edison hmm <laughs> Okay, I get to read a story called Showing My Butt from Samantha in Louisiana. Hi, James and John. I've been listening to old episodes from the Nobody's Listening Days, and I heard James and David talking about the phrase, showing your butt. Yeah. Uh, You're you're familiar with that phrase, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it means... Go ahead. Showing out. Just being being stupid. Uh, Yeah. Having an attitude, you know. Quit showing your butt. Throwing a temper tantrum, yeah. I don't even, even, I never even thought, like, like when I was growing up, we weren't allowed to say the word butt. Like, butt was one of the bad words. But you could, my mom would say it, and you could say, you know, showing your tail. That's another thing they would say, too. You're showing, quit showing your tail. You're showing your tail. You're really showing your tail, Jack. Showing your butt. You just showed your butt today. And I never Uh, thought of it literally. 
I just always associated that phrase with somebody being a punk, you know. But yeah, anyway, yeah, just having a tantrum or whatnot in front of people. Yeah, right. I I, I don't. I don't think that it's ever been used towards me, but probably has. So, all right. So I'm from the South as well. So I grew up with this phrase. I thought I'd tell you about the first time I heard it. When I was about seven or eight, I remember my family went out to eat at a Red Lobster after church. Ooh, big, big fun. Big stuff. That, you know, I got to be honest. Red Lobster is probably the first place, I re- the first restaurant I remember eating out at. As a child, I, I, yeah, it was definitely my first sit down restaurant experience. Yeah. It was like a high class meal, too. We didn't go there. I mean, we didn't go out to eat at all much, but when I was a little kid, I remember getting to go. It to did Red impress, Lobster. too, because you got to walk past a tank with actual yeah. lobsters in it. I mean, that was part of the, the waiting experience. That, yeah. I don't even remember waiting, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, we were eating fancy, man. Red Lobster. And I would have popcorn shrimp. That was my favorite. Red Lobster the for the seafood lover in you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Back to the story. I'm sorry. It was the 4th of July, and I was very proud of my patriotic outfit that we were wearing at the Red Lobster after church. I was wearing a red shirt, blue skirt, and white tights. Aw. And Samantha is a girl, just in case you're one. seven or eight, yeah. Seven or eight, in fact, yeah. Sometime during the meal, I visited the restroom. Hey, how you doing, restroom? Hi. Doing good. Good, thanks for visiting. (laughs) That'd be be the worst. If you're, like, actually a restroom, people only go to you to dump Yeah, (laughs) just dump all their problems. Personify a bathroom. Anyways, as we were leaving the restaurant, I was walking in front of my parents and they began to chuckle and my mom reached up and pulled my skirt right out of my tights where it had been tucked since the restroom visit. Oh, embarrassed. Yep. So began the family joke that I like to show my butt when we went out to eat. You just showed your tail, didn't you, Samantha? Yes, Dan. Oh, gosh. Uh, Thanks for reading all my stories, says Samantha, and you are welcome. Thank you for sharing them. and Thank you for that. And by the way, Samantha's <laughs> story does not fit in the middle school drama category. That was a decent story. Um, I've just, I just have no way to relate to that because um, I've ne- I don't wear dresses. Ah, oh, right, right. You know, that's the thing about me is uh, I'm pretty much my son, actually, Mr. Snarky Butt. Uh, they were talking about. Uh, Jenna's outfits and how she selects them and all that. And I'm like, um, well, yeah, I'm going to pick out my outfit too. And Jay's like, dad, all you wear here. He he says, here it is. You wear a t-shirt with a reference on it and blue jeans. And I'm like, (laughs) yep, that that pretty much sums it up right there. That's your uniform. There's nothing wrong with that. The whole thing. I mean, I I have a, a drawer with blue jeans and I have two drawers full of cool, geeky, t-shirts with references on them so i don't I'm, i have I don't, no problem I'm, with that i'm proud you know yeah. proud to be steve jobs wore a black turtleneck and jeans every time we ever saw him right yeah that's so uh, hey i don't know i i think it's it's a problem for my son but it's not a problem for me this one's called little miss sass speaking of sassy kids she says uh or this is from a dude dan lewis who also wears pants uh, from <laughs> Williamsport, Pennsylvania. 
I have a story that happened a couple years ago when my daughter was only four years old. One day I sat down on a chair and just happened to let out a little fart as I sat down. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter asked what the noise was. Now, I'm not one to fart and tell. (laughs) I'm not quite as proud of farts as a certain podcast co-host seems to be i wonder who he's talking about yeah david's not even here to defend himself (laughs) so when my daughter (laughs) asked what the noise was i replied maybe it was the chair and her response was maybe it was your butt (laughs) (laughs) it was then that i realized that we've got a sassy one living under our roof she's almost seven years old now and the sassiness continues to grow. In fact, my wife mm. made up a new word to describe our daughter. You probably can't say it on the show, but the word she came up with was sasshole. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can I say it? I don't know. It's not a bad word. It's No, it's not. Sasshole. <laughs> sasshole. I'm not sure I understand. That's where... I feel oh. I feel dirty. Hold on, let me let me check something. Rated E for everyone, ten and up. Okay, all right. I need to put just, a, just another checking. bumper at the beginning of this show, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, ten and a half and up. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Of course, mommy. What's a sasshole? <laughs> exactly. Why that's the emails I'm laughing? gonna get. I'm gonna get because they know it's something bad. They just don't know what it is. It's not even that bad. But anyway. Mm. I, I might bad. have to do some apologizing later. So, I'm sorry. So that's what the mom calls the daughter. Of course, she never says this word to our daughter out of fear mm-hmm. that she'll repeat it when they're in public. But yes, she will. <laughs> yeah, no joke. We've got a sassy little one living with us. Her strong will may benefit her later in life. But for now, please keep us in your prayers. In fact, just pray for one of those hedges of protection around. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure my daughter's on the other side of the hedge, though. Maybe a hedge that can sprout some yummy berries to snack on. I could go for a yummy <laughs> berry snack about right now. That would be good. Thank you, Dan mm-hmm. Lewis, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I wonder where she gets her sass from, Mr. A, a berry Snack would be good right about now from a hedge of protection. Yeah. yeah. P.S. He says um, he did a follow-up. She has a great sense of humor to top off all the sassiness. She lost her first baby tooth today. After an Aww. evening... Uh, later in the evening, we were dying Easter eggs, and unbeknownst to us, she put her tooth into one of the bowls of dye. <laughs> After a few minutes, she took it back out and said, look, I have my own Bluetooth. So, Oh, man. Wah, 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 That's wah. brilliant. So she's just as funny as she is sassy. Dan Lewis. All right. Got my own Bluetooth, Dad. It's an off-the-shelf Bluetooth, though. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, it. off-the-shelf internet tablet Bluetooth. Yeah, spoiled, spoiled kids. All right. Anyway, this is from Nate St. Clair. It's called Easter Story, and now I feel dirty saying Easter Story. Thanks, John. <laughs> no, man, don't. Mm-hmm. Hey, James and John, this is Nate calling with a story for that story show. With Easter coming up, I just remembered a story uh, from when I was a teenager. Uh, my brother's about 10 years younger than me, and so it was him, myself, and my father in the car, and we were on the way to a Monday Thursday service. Monday Thursday. Now, for people who may not know, a Monday Thursday service is a quiet, somber, candlelit service um, to mourn the betrayal of Jesus. So we're on our way, and I'm talking to my dad, and I was wondering why Easter changes dates every year, and I asked him, does it have something yes. to do with the Jewish calendar? <laughs> At which point my 
younger brother, who was probably about five, uh, interjected with a question as five-year-olds do. He says, what does Jewish mean? So my dad explained, <laughs> oh, the Jews were God's chosen people. And he just kept asking question after question after question like five-year-olds do. So we finally get to the church, and he's still asking questions. And we're in the parking lot trying to get rush into the church, and we're late at this point. So the service has already started. So there's the flickering of candles coming through the windows of the church, and it's quiet. And as we walk into the silent, somber service, my brother blurts out one loud last question. Didn't Hitler kill the Jews? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And he just leaves it right there. He just left it. I was waiting for a follow-up. That was it, man. Nate oh. is a master storyteller, so. God bless him. <laughs> didn't God, or didn't, didn't Hitler kill them all? Oh, Ooh. gosh. Unintentionally racist child. So, anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nate. And uh, good luck with your, uh, your holy week. Um it's time for an LBB of the week. Mm. All right. Uh, LBB of the week presented to you by Tom. He says, I have an LBB for you. Uh, don't you hate those bots that call you at any time of the day on your cell phone? I kept getting calls from NSW slash AST. What do they do? Uh, what they do, if you haven't seen this, is they market stuff to you. And when... <sighs> When you are when you pick up your end of the call, I find this super annoying and bots out there stuff you. That's what he says. Been listening to the show for about a year and I'm on Discord, Tom. All right, so robot calls are definitely the LBB of the week. Yeah, yes. I, I hate them, man. I you ever get the one where it's like a a cruise ship and like as soon as you pick up, you hear this. Ah, uh-uh, no, drives me crazy. I I it just get the ones that are like. Uh, Stay on the line because I, I no. What I get is neck braces, back braces, arm yeah. braces. It's like you're you're gonna get an opportunity to steal, and I'll stay on the line because I want to tell them don't be calling my cell phone. I'm on the do not call list, and I start right. to talk, and as soon as I start to talk, they hang up, and and it's just ooh, oh. it makes me mad. It makes me mad at robots and the people that program them. So. Oh, yeah. LBB of the Pump. week for sure. All right, John, hit us with some middle school uh, drama. Uh, uh, okay. Because uh, I, I didn't even bother titling it. It's just middle school drama. Hello, James and John. I am a middle schooler. Can you tell by my great diction and edification? Uh, that's speech, by the way. I am a middle schooler, but you can just call me the Bat Ninja. All right, the Bat Ninja. That's what we'll call you. I will call you the Bat Ninja from here to for the Bat Ninja. I've been listening since the episode that you thought you were going to end. Nobody's listening, but I'm glad that you didn't. Lols. <laughs> this story happened a few weeks ago during a band slash choir field trip to see an orchestra. My friend, who I will call Batman, oh. leaned over during a long song and whispered, Free Shavakadu. I'm not going to use the real spelling because that will give away things later in the story. It's pronounced free shavakudu. I asked him what that means, and he simply said, free shavakudu, again. He kept on repeating this until I gave up and ignored him. Yet, during the music, I spelled it out in my head, and I realized what it meant. I turned to him, and I said, free shavakudu. 
realizing that when it was spelled out, it meant fresh avocado. I like this podcast, and I hope you keep on making episodes. Sincerely, the Bat Ninja. Bat Ninja, your band from <laughs> ever listening or submitting anything. <laughs> you can't listen anymore, the Bat Ninja. It's just not funny. It's stupid. It's funny to the middle schooler, though. I don't know, man. Sometimes they do that kind of stuff. Oh. It's been a long time since we've been in middle school, remember? Yeah. We have to channel that. Yeah, but this show is is not for middle schoolers. I, I know a lot of middle schoolers listen, but here here's a little handy tip I would like to share for the middle schoolers that do listen. When you send in a story, do not treat it like homework. I get these. <laughs> I, you don't know how many one sentence that aren't. It's not even a complete sentence. These one sentence stories that I get. Hey, I love love the show. Um, one time I was doing something and I tripped and fell down and, and, and no, no, you know what? I'm going to read it right now. This is, this is one of them. It, I, I gave it to you, John, but I'm going to read it. It's it's here it is. So I was five or six years old and I wanted to take my friend's huge dog out. My grandma said, yes. So I took him on a leash and he dragged me down the side of the house. Me crying ended bad. Enjoy the whole show lols and stuff. David. That's 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 <laughs> what I get from middle school, and um, it, it, I need a little bit more. I need to know what's going on in your life, and and uh, if you didn't laugh while you were writing it, I'm not gonna laugh while I'm reading it. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So no laughter of the writer, no laughter of the reader. That's right. This one's called Middle School Drama. It's from Bella. One time, one time, my brother and my dad they were going to this lady's house to mow her lawn. So for some reason, me and my sister had to go there and wait for him. For some reason, stupid reason, I'm sure. My sister was four years older than me. And at that time, I was nine. So my sister was 13. Thank Th- thanks for the math. Do math. Yes. So my brother and my dad go in and talk. And then they came out and started to mow the lawn. So me and my sister Lydia were just chilling in the car. We were playing some games when we decided that we would barely play sitting in the car seat so we sat on the floor and play some games in the floor of the car exclamation points keep in mind that the time where we lived there was a lot of crimes like leaving babies apostrophe s in the car when it was hot (laughs) so you're leaving the baby stuff in the car (laughs) when it's hot so on the story so on with the story so we noticed some teenagers walk by the car. Well, me made. Well, me and her are just playing games, having fun. So there was something my sister had said that made me laugh really hard. Well, I have a weird laugh, so it kind of sounds like I'm crying when I laugh. So when the teenagers walk by, I laugh real R L Y hard, really hard. Well, really, there's no vowels in there at all. Um, well, that that make a weird face, but they they don't see us and they keep walking. Well, about a minute or two later, I see a boy from the group of teenagers walking back towards our car. So we just look at him and he's getting closer and closer. And then all of a sudden he looks through the open window and says, hey, baby, with like that voice people use when they're talking to babies. Well, he, he sees we are not actually babies and just giggles and runs away. 
So he thought that someone had left their baby in the car in the hot weather. So me and my sister die laughing. Hope you like my story, Bella. Bella, I'm sorry for the passing of you and your sister um, yeah. having died in the car from laughing. And um, I'm glad that she was able to get this story. Out yeah, this was did, this was an example of someone that worked really hard. I mean, they put a lot into this. Um, that probably took a couple hours to write. Yeah, I, and and I have to give them credit for that. But again, just not not funny at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. We need a sad song to play. <laughs> no, these are long. We just need, here here here's what we need to do. To change it up a little bit. Ah, uh, yes, because I was—I really don't even know what was happening here. Okay, I kind of fell. So sick. one time, me and my brother and my dad, we went to this lady's house to mow her lawn, and for some reason, my sister and I had to go as well. It was—it was boring. My dad went in and talked to the sure. lady, and then came out and started mowing the lawn. And me and my sister, we're just chilling in the car. I don't know how you chill in a car because it's hot outside. But we were, and we were like, you know what? I don't want to sit in the seats. Let's sit down in the bottom, down in the bottom where we could play Uno or something. Yeah. And, and so some teenagers were walking up, and we were watching them and looking at them. And I said, hey, you want to play a trick on them? You know, because right now, right about now, there's all these babies getting left in cars, and we should use that mm. to our advantage. So my sister was like, cool. I will follow along with whatever you do. And so as they walked by, I cried like a baby. And one of the boys came up and looked in and said, hey, baby, in a baby-like voice. And he saw it was just the two of us. And we both spit on his face and laughed and laughed. <laughs> and he ran away. And, and I'm going to call the police on them. And we, we were not babies. We were just buttheads in, the, in a car. Thank you so much. <laughs> There's been the retelling of Bella's story. Buttheads and baby seeds. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> this one's called Early Bird. Um, th this one falls in the <laughs> middle school drama category. Hey, guys, I have a story that I thought you might enjoy. There was once a teacher who was in his mid-60s who thought, who who thought, who, who thought at the high school which I attend. I am a freshman currently, and this story mm. took place when I was in seventh grade, back when you stopped learning how to write. <laughs> <laughs> his teacher walked in early in the morning one day to school, even though his class didn't start until three in the afternoon. He saw one of his students walking in the hallway, and the conversation went like this. Why are you in the hallway? My class is starting very shortly. Question mark. This student said back, sir. It is 11 in the morning. This teacher did not believe him, and the principal had to break the news to him. Sorry, buddy. I got to break the news to you. <laughs> just just chill for a minute, okay? I know you're in your, your 60s, but uh, uh, it's, it's 11 in the morning. He then proceeded to walk into an empty classroom and fall asleep in a teacher's chair until oh. the afternoon. To say the least, that teacher got a surprise. <laughs> 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 Love the show and keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. Yakov. Thanks, yeah. Yakov. Thank you. I am he tried. He did try. Yeah. But uh Do you I, think maybe English isn't his first language? Um no. 
I did. He did pretty okay. good English. He he did about right for for a, a kid writing into our show. So, like mid sixties really isn't that old. I don't know. I'm gonna think. I I, I'm think... gonna be old when I'm sixty. Well, you'll be sixty, but you won't. <laughs> I mean, I was a baby when I was born, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. No, um, let's see if we can fix this story too. Here we go. Oh, hi, guys. Um, I have a story that you will enjoy, not may enjoy. So (laughs) there's this teacher, and he's really mean, and he's old, and he's grouchy, and he's always standing outside of his classroom saying, get out of the hall, get to class. Get out of the hall, get to class. Quit picking your nose. Get off my lawn. He has a class at 3 o'clock in the afternoon which is after school. For some reason, it's at three o'clock though, but that's when school ends. But that's when he was there. Well, moron got there early at 11 o'clock in the morning and he didn't know. So he's yelling at kids. Hey, hey, get into class. It's about to start. And we try to tell him, no, sir, sir, um, it, your class, it's not, it's 11 in the morning. It's not even close to time. And he didn't believe us. So we call the principal down and the principal takes him aside and puts his hand on one of his shoulders. Hold on. Hey, there we go. Ah. And um, he says, sir, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but it is, in fact, 11 o'clock. You're a crazy old man and you need to quit yelling at the students as they go by. And so he was so upset. He went in to the teacher's lounge. He took a nap until his class at three o'clock when school is over. Mm. And uh, that is is uh, quite hilarious because he was standing there saying, hey, everybody get in the broom. And um and and it wasn't that great. So this has been the yes. retelling of uh, Yakov's story. So all right. it's not much better, but it was a little bit better. Mm. All right. If we use your story, we owe you a sticker. So email us your address if you want it. Okay. Actually, I think some of them owe us a sticker. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Just stop sending stuff in. Um, send your stories, email and audio to that story show at gmail.com. That story show.com is the website. Follow us on Twitter at that story show. Review us on iTunes or wherever you found us because it helps a ton. Uh, if you want more great shows like this one, visit nlcast.com. We'd like to thank our patrons for their support with special thanks to James Spangler, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Janu Strispec, and Carrie Wright. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash that story show and uh, get a sticker in the mail and get all kinds of behind the scenes content and and all kinds of other good stuff. I feel like we give back more than what people give us. At least that's what I try to do. So, but remember when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross or uh, annoying happens to you. Uh, don't get stressed don't get depressed just think this belongs on that story show we'll see you guys next week thanks john thanks james no um so yeah you you need to get out of the hallway and get into my class right now hey hey what, what? you need to get out of the hallway and get into my class right now it, no it's sir it's not even i don't want to hear not it. even after get but in sir, the class it's 11 in the morning so, I, don't give me that don't you give me that sir i've got to call the principal don't you give me that you're showing your tail <laughs> <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.